This is Sticks and Stones and Stories. Have you ever flown a kite? I love the way the wind picks up my kite and makes it rise in the air. The way my kite spins and soars in the sky as if it were a bird. I especially love the way the kite string tugs at my hand, as if the wind were trying to lift me into the air too. But this story isn't about me; it's about Kiko, and the kite that he made with his grandfather. Now Kiko and his grandfather had made many kites together. In fact, making kites was one of their favorite things to do. They had red kites and blue kites and rainbow kites. They had a kite that looked like a dragon, and a kite that looked like an octopus, and even a kite that looked like a flying horse. But one day, Kiko told his grandfather, "I want to make the biggest kite the world has ever seen." Hmm," said his grandfather. "That would be a mighty big kite, Kiko. Too big for an old man and a little boy." Well," said Kiko, "if we can't make the biggest kite the world has ever seen, can we at least make the biggest kite our village has ever seen? That would still be a pretty big kite," said Kiko's grandfather. "Are you sure you're strong enough to fly a kite that big?" Kiko stood as tall as he could and puffed out his chest. "Of course I can." All right," said his grandfather. "Then we better get to work." It took Kiko and his grandfather an entire week to build their kite, and when it was finished, it was the biggest kite their village had ever seen. It was bigger than the sail on a boat. But a kite isn't really a kite until the wind has made it fly. And so Kiko and his grandfather took their new creation to a field at the edge of their village. Hold on tight, Kiko's grandfather warned as he handed Kiko the kite string. This is one big kite. And it was a big kite, a very big kite. And Kiko, Kiko was not very big at all. The moment his grandfather let go of the kite, the wind caught hold of it and made it rise higher and higher and higher in the sky. Kiko held on tight, just as his grandfather had told him, but the kite was so big and the wind was so strong that soon Kiko was rising too, right off the ground. Wait! His grandfather called. It was almost too late. Just as Kiko was about to fly away, his grandfather grabbed hold of his legs, but the kite was so big and the wind was so strong that soon both Kiko and his grandfather were rising into the air. Over the field they flew, past a very startled woman and her two little dogs. Goodness gracious! Said the startled woman. Quick! Said Kiko's grandfather, "Grab onto my legs before we fly away." So the startled woman grabbed hold of Kiko's grandfather, but that kite—it was so big and the wind was so strong that soon Kiko, his grandfather, 
and the startled woman were rising off the ground. Ruff, ruff, said the startled woman's dogs, and they leapt up and grabbed onto her boots with their teeth. But did that big kite come down? It most definitely did not. Up and up it went with Kiko and his grandfather and the startled woman and her two barking dogs. On and on the wind carried them, until at last they reached a river. There were two young sisters fishing from the shore of that river, and when they saw that great big kite, well, they began to jump up and down with excitement. Quick, yelled Kiko, grab hold of us before we fly away. So the two sisters jumped up and held on tight. But did that great big kite come down even a little? It did not. It was so big, and the wind was so strong that soon Kiko, his grandfather, the startled woman, the two barking dogs, and the two young sisters were rising through the air. On and on that kite carried them, across the river, over a forest, and above a farmyard. As they went, more people and animals tried to stop the runaway kite. But it was no use. That kite was so big, and the wind was so strong that soon it was carrying Kiko, his grandfather, the startled woman, two barking dogs, two young sisters, a brave farmer, a cow, a goat, and three hens. Now, with all that weight dragging beneath it, the big kite began to fly just a little lower. But it was still flying right up the side of a steep mountain. Well, you can imagine how frightened Kiko and all the others were as they got closer to the very top of that mountain. Oh, help us, someone, help us, they cried and barked and mooed and clucked. And just as they were about to reach the top of the mountain, they heard something a squeak. In fact, a whole lot of squeaks. It was a family of mice a mama mouse, a papa mouse, and three baby mice. Well, the papa mouse was the heaviest, and so he jumped first. He caught hold of the last hen's leg and held on tight. And that great big kite? It was finally beginning to get a little tired, and it came down just a little closer to the ground. But it was still flying. The mama mouse jumped up next and held on with all her might. And the runaway kite? It dropped a little lower. But it was still flying. The biggest baby mouse jumped next and held on to his mama. And the runaway kite? Dropped a little lower still. But it was still flying. Next came the middle baby mouse. It jumped as high as it could and then held on for dear life. And the runaway kite wobbled a little. But it was still flying closer and closer to the top of the mountain. Oh, help us, yelled Kiko. Help us, help us, cried his grandfather and the startled woman and the two young sisters and the brave farmer. Oh, help us. The last 
Baby Mouse was very small, not much bigger than my thumb. But as the dogs barked and the cow mooed and the hens clucked and the other mice squeaked, that tiny little mouse took a great big breath and jumped, then held on to the middle mouse's tail with all her might. Well, that little mouse must have been a mighty mouse indeed, for as she held on, the great big kite wobbled and wobbled a little more, and then down and down and down it came all the way to the ground. Down came Kiko, down came his grandfather. Down came the startled woman, her two dogs, the young sisters, the brave farmer, the cow, the goat, the hens, and the mouse family. Oh, how happy they were to be back safely on the ground. As for the runaway kite, it's not a great big kite anymore. Instead, Kiko and his grandfather cut it down and made it into many kites. Enough to share with all the children in their village. And if you ever happen to visit Kiko's village, you might just see some of those kites flying high up in the sky. Sticks and Stones and Stories is written, narrated, and produced by Rachel Dunstan Muller. Find out more at racheldunstanmuller.com.